Hello, and welcome to uh, episode 123 of the In Squash podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Jerry Gibson. Episode 123 has Jamie Maddox, the uh, the creator of uh, Squash Stories, on uh, Facebook, and uh, this is his second appearance on the podcast. We had a really, uh, really fun chat the first time, and this one is even better. Um, before I get into that, though, just want to congratulate uh, James Wilstrup and uh, Sarah Jane Perry winning British Nationals uh, this year. Uh, both players played uh, extremely well from the beginning and. Uh, from straight through to the end. Uh, James, uh, incredible match against Joel Macon. Um, not sure how many people picked him to win it, but he certainly played well from from the outset. Uh, interesting match, getting uh, bagged in the second game and coming back from five game balls down in the first, but uh, the marksman was on point throughout uh, with the exception of that second game. And uh, uh, Sarah Jane, um, I guess she she had obviously had a very tough uh, a couple of tough matches on the way to to the final, but she hung in there and persevered and uh, won her second uh, British national title. So congratulations to both of them and also to Jasmine uh, Hutton and uh, Joel Macon for uh, getting to the final. Now uh, today, yes, Jamie Maddox, uh, we had a, a, an incredible, uh, really enjoyable, fun chat uh, about everything about squash in general. But we talk. Uh, a fair bit about squash stories and what that means to him, where it's come from from the beginnings. Uh, I think the last time we chatted, uh, there were about there were close to uh, ten thousand uh, members of squash stories, and he was, you know, hoping to get to ten thousand. Now he's uh, close to fifteen thousand, and it's just growing. And you can see why the conversations range uh, from everything, you know, but having to do with squash and and the community itself is. Uh, everyone sort of knows one another, uh, familiar faces on there from across the world and uh, people chatting about the game. So it's a very unique and very uh, vibrant and a very close-knit uh, squash community that uh, Jamie helped put together. Uh, and we also talk about, uh, of course, I'd be remiss not to talk about uh, his love for the for the Shore, uh, Shore Baggy brothers, uh, uh, Mohammed in particular and how he sees things playing out for them this year obviously uh, uh, Mohammed's taken over the number one ranking and Jamie has thoughts on that um, he also t talks about uh, how his uh, knee surgery has come along how it's affected his current squash game he seems to be uh, playing uh, relatively a decent standard competitively again and we talk about how that's come about Overall, just a really fun chat with Jamie. I know you'll you'll like this episode 123. Overall, a really fun conversation today on episode 123 with Squash Story's very own Jamie Maddox. Hey, Jerry. Hey, hey how are you? I'm good. It's good to hear your voice. It's, yeah, it's um, it's good to be back. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I picked a, I got a picture off of Google of you. It's it's that one with your you know the picture. Do you mean do you mean when I used to be able to play? <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways it, it, it was from the the profile picture of our first uh, episode i didn't realize it and it said underneath episode 37 of the in squash Park. yeah so uh that's have been you a while that one, have you posted that one again i i posted it up on, on uh, squash stores just to, to announce that you're you're coming on oh, tonight right. okay. and uh, that that's when isan uh then uh, commented on uh, what a great coach <laughs> are you it's like ten separate comments, all, all one after another. You have, yeah. 
Are you what? Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose you've been watching the the British Nationals. I'm watching it now, Jerry. Yeah, so am I. Actually, uh, uh, Fallows looks uh, looks like he's ready to take uh, take it on here, isn't he? He certainly is. He's playing really, really well. Um, Waller is one of those players that I think most players just hate to play. He's got such a short swing with a, with a really nice little hold, particularly on his forehand. That it's um, yeah. he's, he's kind of unspectacular, and uh, but he's effective. Yeah, he's for a really big guy, he moves really well and uh, like very compact and uh, very sensible squash, isn't it? Definitely. He's the kind of player who would normally really frustrate Richie, but he looks, he does look good. I mean, Waller just saying that, Waller's just got into a 9-7 lead. So, right on. Uh, first game, he's looking like he's going to take this, but uh, <clears throat> I like Richie. He's good, good man. Yeah, he's got a lot of flair there and he's got a bit of a bit of personality as, as it... Uh... He's great to watch. He's exactly the kind of player. You know, so is Waller. We need every, we need every character, but it's great when you get someone like Richie who's a bit of a maverick and he's got a bit of chat with the ref and he's a funny yeah. guy as well really really funny yeah, yeah there's not as much of that on, on court these days the the chats the uh with the referee you get a few guys out there that that do it but uh I guess with the uh the way the game's being played these days and with the uh, review system and things like that it uh, takes that out of the game a little bit yeah. but you do get personalities out there don't you you do. I did a post a while ago on Squash Stories, kind of alluding to the fact that, um, you know, we do. I understand the referee's point that, you know, they need to be disciplined and they need to get on with the game. But I don't think it would be good for the game if we cut out all the chat and the sort of interaction between the, the players and the ref because it is entertainment. Everyone kind of moans about it. But it's, you know, if, you, if you're watching, if you're at a squash club and you hear, some some back chat and a, and, and a bit of you know a bit of drama going on. Everybody empties from the other courts and, and wants to watch. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, de yeah, definitely. And they're 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 the matches. I mean, sometimes it's fun to get into those matches too when you you have a bit of a, a discussion with your your opponent over lets and strokes. Yeah. So it, it's not yeah. always fun, but uh, you know it does add a bit to the <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. As yeah. I've got older, I've had to become a bit trickier and. It's a part of my game now to um, <laughs> to have a little bit of banter with the referee, and you know yeah. I kind of enjoy it. I hope I don't overstep the mark too much, but I had it done to me when I was a younger player, so you know it's uh, all things equal. Uh, definitely, and uh, some of the other matches have been pretty good. I, I thought Emily Whitlock played well uh, well tonight. Although I didn't see it, did she win, Jerry? Yeah, she won uh, three one. I think it was three one. Um, right, she was okay. just, she played her game. You know, she she was lifting the ball nicely and. Playing it short, Victoria didn't seem to be uh, at her best, but uh, I think yeah. maybe that's what Emily does, right? She kind of frustrates you. Yeah, she 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 does. She's um, she's she reminds me a little bit of Nicole David in a way. She's a bit she's the new yeah, yeah. Um, Duracell yeah. bunny, I think. But she's she has got a good craft to her game. She's getting better as well. But um, did, did she play Victoria Lust? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. Did, was there was there much argy bargy with the ref? Yeah, uh, there was a bit of that. Yeah, it got a bit edgy there. I it uh, looked like it was. I'd earmarked it for for one like that, but I didn't because I said I haven't seen it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Victoria seems like. I mean, she's definitely the the few times I've seen her play, it's always been that way. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> find that, but like I said before, we we need these players, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, definitely. 
Yeah, she, I mean, she, it, it came down, even the, the very last point, there was a ball that no one saw out except for Victoria, although it sounded like a Simon Park, he didn't see the ball uh, yeah. go out, but uh, you know, she was very uh, animated at the end of the match, uh, and they didn't really, sh didn't really have a, much of a handshake either, so. Oh, really, right, okay. Yeah, it was a quick well, one, it was a quick one. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think when there's like one decision and, and a player hangs the whole reason for losing on that one decision, I kind of, you know, I don't know. I've not I've got yeah. a lot of time for that, really, because no. everybody well, she lost the, the, the first two thing. games. They were like 11, it was 11-4, 11-1. And then yeah. uh, she got the third, but then it was more of the same in the, uh, in the yeah. fourth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody makes mistakes. The players make mistakes, miss really easy drop shots at crucial times, you know, and the ref, can make mistakes as well and um, it's just part and parcel the only problem I have is if you feel that there's a bit of bias going on or a ref is getting swayed because one of the players is is putting too much pressure on them and it's uh, that's that's the only thing but um, <clears throat> yeah everyone makes errors yeah for sure I get it with, with the video uh, sorry what was that James? Even, even me even me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. even you I, I don't know man uh, you're doing such a good job of squash stories these days uh, oh Jerry. it's tough to know tough, tough to see that uh happening but um how, how is your how is your squash game i mean you you had a knee surgery not too long uh, yeah before our first podcast and i guess you've just been getting back on court then how's yeah. how's your game now it's actually got a little bit better. It's sort of stabilised. I've learned. I've kind of my movement's very bizarre now, but I've kind of, I'm, I've learned. I mean, if I if I'm out completely out of my depth, I get completely wiped out. But up to a level which is kind of top end of the second division, I'm 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 doing all right. I even had a win in Div One last year, so okay, oh good. It was, um, it's it's good. It's good. I'm I'm sort of enjoying it, but. It's like a military operation preparing for just one game and then for like three or four <laughs> days afterwards, I just can't, can't walk properly. So right. how long I can keep doing it for, I don't know. Well, what I about you, Jay? Are you, are you playing, do you play team squash where you are? Well, I, I was playing. I played in Dubai. I played, it, I played, well, at the, given, you know, the competition in Dubai, it, it, there are some good players, but it's not as deep, I'm sure, as what it is in, in your county. But so are you, I, are you a superstar? Are you a, a big fish I, in a small pond? I, I think at, at the, when I was playing regularly, I, I was Div 1, or Premier League, and I played number yeah. two on our team. And uh, yeah. I won most, I'd say like 75% of my yeah. matches. I'd move up to play one sometimes. But uh, these days, I'm, I'm still, you know, I play once or twice a week. And uh, yeah. not, not yeah. as much as I used to. But uh, I still, like I played uh, yesterday and I felt really good. I was moving yeah. a lot better. And I put it down to, uh, I stopped <laughs> eating junk food. Really, like yeah. Potato chips, Oreo cookies, uh, no more junk. It's been about three weeks in this uh, sort of, yeah. not, not, a strict, not a strict one, but an intermittent fasting diet. And I just feel like uh, so much better, so much lighter. Uh, yeah. Do you feel thinking like more, more clearly. Energy? Sorry? More energy. Oh man, yeah, it's unbelievable. I never thought, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough not to, you know, come home and open up a bag of uh, yeah. crisps or you know have a three or four Oreo cookies or whatever. That Gary, never I used the, to. I know the exact feeling. Yeah, I mean, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen you. I've seen your posts from McDonald's, so you're you know. Uh, you, Gary, you know, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you into a little secret now. Okay. Um, 
when I post from McDonald's, I'm near a McDonald's in my car, and it picks it up on the um, it picks it up on the on the Facebook thing. Uh, I okay, rarely, I very rarely eat at McDonald's. Okay, so okay. It's it's kind of it's kind of my way of of you know you get people on Facebook. A little gamesmanship there. Well, no, they, they post about these glamorous places that they're going to and these fabulous holidays. So it's my it's my that's my my post. Okay, I thought I thought it was a bit of gamesmanship. You know, you you could you could stop off at McDonald's on your way to a league match or something. Yeah, well, it has been known after a game usually when we because some of the some of the Northwest County games that we play, we we travel miles and we're getting back at like one in the morning and usually the food yeah. where we've been has either not been good enough or we've not we've not bothered. We've not been uh, fed. And, yeah. and the Golden Arch is there at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, waiting. That's the you. same with me so, when I uh, when when I travel to my matches in, in Dubai. I'll be coming home. It's like one in the morning or so. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll always on the way home uh, stop off or used to stop off at McDonald's. Uh, nothing quite like uh, a double cheeseburger, you know. Yeah, is that what you, is that, was that your choice? That's the go-to, the double cheeseburger. Double yeah. double cheeseburger with fries or with fries. Yeah, yeah. but now I'm now totally uh, off that. No more sugary, no more cokes or even a Coke Zero. Yeah. No no crisps, <laughs> cookies. Well, what are you drinking then? Water, water right, okay. and uh, uh, black black coffee. Yeah, black coffee. And on the weekends, I'll have have a, a couple of uh, you know draft couple of beers but uh it's a cheat cheat day on a weekend yeah, yeah yeah well i think i think the public in general not just squash players are a lot more diet conscious than they ever were and you know i certainly eat better now partly because mrs m is now vegan she's, Ooh, she's following okay. the vegan trend so i tend i'm not eating i'm not vegan but i tend to eat um a lot healthier because of it she's cooking for two i'm eating a lot more vegetables we've cut a lot of meat out and um i, I feel better for it as well but you know, that'll help your squash a, well i think i think the things that have helped me get back on track are there's three things there's better diet yeah um bo boxing i go boxing. okay oh great so that's i mean that, that that's great for squash fitness it, it, unbelievable because i'm mm. not even though you're moving you're not i'm not hammering my knees but i'm getting real anyone who's boxed will know that two minutes of of, of boxing oh is, yeah you just feel you just drop in and then you know so it's it's that's that's been a, a big thing and and also the fact that i'm spending a lot of time on court even though i'm not playing i'm feeding um somebody that i i do sessions with who's um a top 200 player and that's helped a lot because my racket control and touch are, are better than except than they've ever been now yeah, so yeah. it's just the movement thing but plenty of neurofens and a bit of adrenaline and off i go every thursday brilliant yeah so your league <laughs> matches are thursdays are they yeah, they're Thursday nights yeah. um, in Northwest Counties. I think it's different in other parts of the country, but yeah, that's our big night. So I prioritise that. But next year, I'm gonna if I'm still playing, if I still feel okay, I'm I'll be I'm 55 in June, so I'll be in the over 55s, and I I think I'll do pretty well in that. So brilliant, I'll yeah. yeah. I'll uh, I think I'll I'll be 55 in four years, so you'll be just leaving the 55s. Maybe that that'll so be the time. That'll be the time when I come uh, come and get you. Just wait until I've yeah. Just wait until I've gone. But it'd be nice if you came over, Jerry, and played a Masters tournament. You'd yeah, get should. Yeah, I'd you'd, love to. You'd get mob. Yeah, I, I think uh, it'd be a lot of fun. There's a there was a guy here in, in I used to play with quite regularly from Ireland, but he he lived in the Cayman Islands and he did quite well in several of the Masters events. Uh, 
don't know if you know him, Neil Neil Stone Wig. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Irish when guy. When you said Neil, when you said Neil, I was hopeful, but Stonewig. Stonewig. Yeah, it's a Stonewig. unusual, unusual name. That, have you just made that up? No, unusual <laughs> name. He he's friends. He's actually friends with um, what Derek Ryan. He knows Derek ah, Ryan. Right, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's from I, that. Yeah, from up there. I know Derek. He used to play for Grove Park in Northwest Counties, and he was good friends with um, one of one of my friends on the team, Colin Keith. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, he, used, yeah. he used to come over and play at the village, and they used to have kind of challenge matches. And Derek's, yeah, you'll know now. Derek's the top physio for is it for England squash? England, and he's there for he works for the PSA, right? He, oh, he's right. So he's employed by the PSA. So yeah. he's kind of all over the world now. So yeah, yeah. What better person to do that job than a, than a top player? Yeah. But uh, my what I was getting at was I was you know doing pretty well against him and he'd won a couple of Masters events so I reckon um, I probably uh, you know fare pretty well I'd be competitive anyways yeah you know, fifty be, plus so. just gotta get my movement to down I don't move as well into the front corners as I used to I don't know if that's a Masters thing if that is that something I have to uh, live with well, or yeah. I don't know. I as you get older, Jerry, I think any of the corners are difficult <laughs> to get into. Yeah, it's, it's, not... getting, it's getting back out that's the problem. Yeah, yeah it's tough. And, and I can't lunge like I used to. Is that, is, <laughs> no. that, is that age or is that kind of is that something I, else? I think so, yeah. It sounds like, I mean, obviously, if you've hammered your body like we have, your Jeez. joints are not what they were. And yeah, I think it's a hip. I've got my right, my right hip is causing me it, it gets a bit achy sometimes so uh, yeah, it could... it's weird because i've not had any problems with my hips or anything like that it's just 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 knees your knees yeah i haven't yeah, had any yeah. issue hmm. sorry jerry no i was just saying i haven't had knee issues but uh, it's been yeah lately it's been the hip but uh with this new diet it, it hasn't been, i think uh, i read somewhere that if you take uh sugars out of the diet and all this junk you know, saturated yeah. fats and things. It, it does something to enhance your, uh, maybe it lubricates the joints or I, I don't oh, really? know what it does, but uh, seemingly uh, I felt good the last few times I played. So, Yeah, maybe, well, yeah. whatever it is, it sounds like it's a winning formula. So just keep to it. Keep it going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah getting back to the British Masters, though, the men's side looks, uh, I mean, the women's side look intriguing. Uh, I mean, your favorite one of your favorite uh, female players, uh, SJ, she's one of mine as well. She's in the, uh, the semi playing against Millie, I think, uh, Millie uh, Tomlinson. She won today in five. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that? Did you watch that match? I saw, I saw SJ play against Julianne Cortese. Yeah, that I went five too. I saw too. a little bit of Millie Tomlinson. I didn't see. Well, the girl that she played, I'd never seen her play before. I've heard of her. Lucy uh, Turmel. Turmel, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's very, very good. Yeah, it was uh, the bit that I saw. She had so so. Lucy lost that, did she? Yeah, lost it in five. Nearly one. Yeah, it was. It looked like there was nothing in it when I was watching. It was one of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mill Millie's just such a. I mean, she she wasn't going to give up, and she just played her game. And uh, yeah. uh, Lucy has an extremely extremely strong front court game. She she didn't miss anything really. Maybe hit two or three tins the whole match. Yeah. but uh, the. the Jerry, the little bit I saw at the start, I saw, um, particularly on the backhand side, I saw Millie getting very, very frustrated with Lucy's backhand. The sort of she seemed to have, she she seemed to be indicating to referee about the size of the swing and not oh, being really? able to get. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. I didn't see that. I, I caught the the last few games. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I was in. I had to go out, unfortunately. So I was interested to see how that panned out. But she must have got. She must have got on top of the situation if yeah. she came through. But the SJ game was typical SJ. You know, she was just really sort of over relaxed, not not getting it deep early on and getting picked off. And Julianne had her tactics worked out absolutely. She was she was matching her every time SJ went short, which is normally her strength. She was yeah. coming off second best and. She, but credit to SJ, she, she did what she needed to do. She got it, the ball into the back and played a more conventional game and picked her off in the end. And the fifth game, did you see the fifth game? No, I didn't, I didn't see that match at all, actually. Oh, right. Okay. She went yeah. eight love up in the fifth. <laughs> who, who went eight love up? Uh, uh, SJ. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. it was going to be a bagel, but it was, I mean, <laughs> it was just quality squash, you know. But um, Julianne played really, really well. It was a good game. Yeah. Even though SJ probably didn't think so. And uh, James, uh, tomorrow should be interesting with James and George. Uh, George came out uh, three love against Daryl, I guess, today. And um, yeah. that'll be, I mean, James, James just looks like he, he played, he played pretty well against Declan there. Declan didn't seem to, I don't know. Sometimes to me, like when, when, uh, when I watch Declan, he either plays really well or, or he kind of doesn't have, have it in him to, to yeah, sort of, uh, you know, and, I know what you're saying. I mean, Declan Declan plays for my club, Tame Valley. We've had him okay. for a few matches this season, so I've got I've been able to watch him play close up. And some of the stuff he does is unbelievable. He, he's a just know, moves so well relaxed. for a guy that, just, that. I, he's, he, he is. But in a way, I, I did see. I saw the start of that game. I didn't know how it had finished. I didn't even know James had won. But it looked it was kind of six all or something in the first game when I left tonight. But I was thinking to myself, this is the kind of game for James. It was, you know, it was it was sort of suiting him. He was doing what Deck was doing, but he was doing it a bit better. Yeah, yeah. And I did, I did think to myself, James is going to win this. But yeah, good game. Good game. So like, yeah, it's setting up nicely. It is. Are you, are you able to view it then from where you are? I thought. It oh was yeah. Just, well, it's on. Yeah, you, yeah. It's all on YouTube there. So uh, all the. Right. The okay. So there's no YouTube. issue with where you are in the world. It's any anybody no. can watch. That's any, brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So good squash there, and uh, the, the other semi will be the winner of uh, it'll be Macon and uh, Alan Klein. Uh, they're playing. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I didn't realize. Yeah, I mean, they're fairly close head to head. It's a four-two for Macon overall. Yeah. Yeah. I they mean, said it would have been a lot of earlier, maybe earlier before Joel sort of. Uh, found found his uh, you know found this great game that he's playing now. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. if you looked at a head to head, if they'd played ten times in the last year or two, I think it'd be a lot more equal. But um, yeah, I mean, Alan Klein, he's one of those players. He's super fit, super yeah. durable. He's just you know plays to the death, and he's a difficult <laughs> opponent to beat. But I, I do I do fancy Joel for the whole tournament. Um, yeah. I think he's just. He's he, the, the the sort of experience he's had recently, mixing with the likes of Gawad and Mohammed and yeah, he's like I mean that. he's right up there with the best in the world. He well, just he's needs proved it. yeah, he's proved it. He just needs got, he needs something just one more yeah, maybe a little bit more offensive, a uh, little bit more of a front court game, a bit more flair or something, and then that's, yeah, that's yeah. All it. I, I agree. I agree. And I was thinking today how much of an advantage I, I suddenly noticed how much of an advantage it is if you're a bigger guy than a smaller guy 
Mm. Not because the bigger guy's doing anything he shouldn't do, but just the fact that he takes up so much space with his body position and swing. Yeah. He can make the most of a loose shot so much more than a smaller guy. And I really do think it's a big part of the game now. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and I think Joel, unfortunately, is quite a small guy. He has to do twice as much running, which he can actually do. But, um, yeah, I love watching Joel play. Yeah, I like what I really do. I've really grown to like him. Uh, I mean, he's such a – seems like such a fair player, and he's a yeah. sport – you know, he's a good sportsman, and he plays through most interference. Just Yeah, he does. Well, know. I think he feels – I think that's – it is it is because he's a good sportsman, but I think it's because he feels it's an advantage as well. I mean, he wants to – yeah. Drag, drag his opponent into really long attritional rallies. It's you know, and that's what he wants. And it's but, he, but it's great for it's great for the game. But he's such a steely competitor. He takes yeah, no yeah, prisoners. Yeah. He's absolutely focused. And that game with Sam Todd the other night, he will not have enjoyed that at all. He will have been nervous, you know, because it's how the did that go? I didn't. Uh, what was the end? It was three. It was three one. Three one. To, um, okay. To, so it was um, a bit. It was a bit so, tricky. It was, it was because Sam is a big guy. He hits the ball really, really well. And I think Joel, even though he's mixed it at the top, top level, I think he would have been nervous because he's got everything to lose in that game. And I think he did well to come through it. I think Sam did incredibly well to get that game. And I think that that will really, really boost his, not that he needed it, but it just basically reaffirms the fact that he can play at that level against that type of opponent. So I yeah. think it was a it was a win win for both of those guys, and I, I you know I was really pleased. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sam, I've got to say it again. Sam is another Tame Valley player. Wow, well, the, the, yeah. just coming. Yeah, that's that, that, <laughs> that's where you you play it at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, we, Jerry, you wouldn't believe it. We're a tiny, tiny club, and we've got we've somehow we've somehow managed to attract these kind of world players, these stellar names in the game <laughs> for the future. And it's kind of surreal and it's going to end at some point, but long may it continue, you know, we'll keep it going as long as we can, but yeah, yeah. keep it going. Keep it going. It's good, Jerry. And if you were ever over here, you would be a guest of honor. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll try to <laughs> try to make it over for, for a league for a Thursday night league match. You can throw me in and uh, div two or something just to see what, uh, what? How it I'd goes. love to, but the, yeah. the league rules are quite strict, I'm afraid. You've got to be registered and you've got to play a certain number of games. You can't just pop in as a yeah. celebrity co podcaster and just play the game <laughs> and then disappear, Jerry. You get arrested. Okay, yeah, I, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, I would imagine, yeah, no doubt. I was going to ask you, though, just getting back to that, uh, you know, uh, Joel playing through the ball and, and, you know, being that being maybe part of his uh, – he does it on purpose just to keep the rallies going. There's a – talking to John Mazzarella and he was saying that that's the way the the rules are, are geared towards now keeping the game more free-flowing but yeah. is there is there a case to be made and and you kind of alluded to it when in your comment there that you know if there is interference you you should you know you should be calling your lefts um well I mean if you I mean one. if you could play the ball yes but if you're being interfered with like if yeah and that's that's the whole that's the skill of the referees that that re, you know we need to have in the game and and some have it and some haven't but you know looking at it at a basic level you know you've got two it's one of the only sports apart from boxing where you've got to, which are allowed to hit each other where yeah. you've got such close proximity with the players and the rackets and at the end of the day 
it's one of those situations where there's going to be a lot of contact. And at one time, you know, the word contact, if a player said, oh, contact, you know, the referee just immediately scared to death, just played a let. I mean, yeah. Wallace, yeah. Wallace should have played that just now. I'm just watching it now. What's he doing? Not playing that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and, and ultimately, there's going to be some contact. And the referee has to decide whether that contact has significantly affected the uh, striker's ability. Oh, yeah. To, he to should have play played that 100%. Yeah. That's a no <laughs> left. Exactly. If he's just brushed against him. And there's pl plenty of situations ah. where, you know, they need to go through and play it, even if there is a bit of contact. And can I just say that the, the, the thing that needs addressing is the referee's explanation is they're always talking about line to the ball and direct line. Now, I don't know about you, Jerry, but direct line and line, that says straight to me. That says straight line. And yeah. it's very rarely a straight line in squash. They need to start saying you've got to go round your opponent. You, you need to go round your opponent. Go round your – or play, play the ball, not the man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the ball, not the man. Exactly. And, and, it, and it is a real, it's becoming a real skill. I think I, I'm not the referees, as you know, uh, you know, on a regular basis, but it's, it is probably one of the hardest sports to referee because oh, the referee 100%. has to decide in that split second whether the, the player has deliberately not wanted to do the work and go round and play the ball or he's, he's, he's looked for the stroke. And they've been conned for so, so long. And I'm just hoping that, you know, um, the consistency is there in the future. But that situation that you were talking about, where you were saying about playing the ball, are you alluding to the one where they shake to play a shot and then they delay and then the guy's in the swing and suddenly yeah. they can't play the shot? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's one example of it. That's one example yeah. for sure. Well, well yeah. that's, that's one that needs clarifying. And it needs clarifying really, really, you know, urgently. Because I heard John on your podcast, which was excellent, by the way. What a guy, what a guy John is. Oh, one, but yeah, when, sure. when, when, when I was listening to that, he was talking about that. And he was in the mind that, that if, he, if a player could play the shot, but he deliberately knew, he knew that by waiting, it was going to be a stroke, he was going to give a let at best and possibly a no let. Now, if that is the case, then fine. But there's a, there's a whole lot of people who think that it's a skill to hold the shot and, and, and allow it to become a stroke. Now, I, I'm 50-50. But it's, all, all, it's also, I mean, I just, I mean, I played yesterday and I know I, I held my, I, I purposely don't ask for many lets when I play friendly match, but, uh, you know, I always hold the ball and yeah. I hold it not because of lets or strokes. I hold it because it's an advantage to keep yeah. your opponent guessing, right? Uh, so sure, yeah. I mean that, that I mean that's part of the part of holding the ball too. It's not just about where if you know your opponent's behind you, you also know that by holding the ball you're keeping him guessing. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Oh, it is. It's a it's a magical skill, and it's something that you know, being able to get a player, an opponent to stand still and make a movement so, the wrong way. So that that you know. shouldn't be the 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 striker's fault, right? If I'm holding the ball and you and the the incoming player moves into it as I'm holding it. Correct. Then for me, like yeah. I say, I'm, I'm a bit 50, 50. All I'm saying is I, I agree with you, Jerry. I think it's a skill and I think you should be able to hold it. And at the end of the day, it usually 90% of the times it comes from a loose ball by your opponent. No one talks about that. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. a bad shot by your opponent. And if he's played a bad shot, 
he needs to do the leg work and go the long way round. Yeah, yeah, get up, move to the side wall or yeah, something. Absolutely, yeah. he, he's got to do that. You see, you far too often see the player who's played the loose ball climbing on the guy's back while he's playing the shot, and then he gets all the criticism for holding his ground. And in actual fact, you know, he, he's 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 just making the most of the guy's loose shot, and it's you know. There's the famous incident with, with Mohammed and, and Rodriguez in that British Open final. And still to this day, I say it was a no let and um, I'll, I'll stick to my guns. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, when you're holding the ball like that, sometimes though, you get, you get a guy who, when, when they get the big, the big wide backswing, you know what I mean? Like they, they wrap it around their opponent. Uh, oh yeah. 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 I mean, that, 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 I mean, that's an obvious fish for a stroke. Yeah. And that, I, I mean, surprised. sometimes you can see, you, you know, when a guy's trying to yeah. uh, accentuate it and then you know when it's authentic. Um, yeah. But I, and, but I also, I also think that there's, there's been situations where they've, it's a bit like footballers who it is a foul, but they go over the top with the diving and they, yeah. and they actually end up getting booked because it looks like it's fake. And you get that with, the, that, with that situation you're talking about. Sometimes you can, you, you know, you, you wrap your, your racket around your opponent and it is a stroke, but because they've exaggerated it, they end up getting penalised for it. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's just... Yeah, it's it a is, tricky one. Yeah, I know what it you is mean. It's a tricky one. But yeah, it, I guess what you're saying, yeah, he maybe the player just wants to make sure the referee sees that. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and I've seen a couple of situations where um, I think you know you, Joey and PJ are, are very big on that. You know, when someone wraps a racket around, they they hammer they hammer them for it. You know, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes yeah. and and, and I, I agree with them most of the time. But I've seen some situations where. It's been a clear stroke, and because they've done that, they've ended up getting no letted, and I'm just like pulling the hair out what there is left of it. But then, but then you also, I mean, on the other side, uh, the other way is sometimes you get a player who really he just kind of flicks his racket at at the ball and doesn't really try to shape for it. Where it, yeah, yeah, and then he, then well, he then he's also penalized. So yeah, yeah, I mean that's just a no. Sounds like a no let to me. Yeah, you know. I think I think there was there was a thing a while ago about you know the, the, the refs seemed to they must have been given some kind of directive where they, they were trying to cut down on the amount of lets, and so yeah. they were splitting it they were splitting it between no lets and a stroke. But I mean, in a game with with so many close situations, if you start get, trying to get rid of a simple let, I think you're asking for trouble. Yeah, the fellows has lost the plot here. By the way, <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at it now. Two yeah. down. Yeah, oh, he down, was in. Yeah. He was stuck in there in the first game and was playing well. Yeah. But it's just a bunch are of kids. Are you watching it on a PC while you're talking to me, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, have you got it on the telly or? No, I've got it on my PC. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on a chair that you can spin round on. <laughs> Quite comfortable. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, I wanted <laughs> I'm to. to paint, I'm just trying to paint the picture. That's all. <laughs> now, Jamie, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Uh, uh, squash stories. I think the last time we spoke, uh, you were just approaching um, ten thousand, and we talked. I think we talked about that. You know that that was a, the magic number for you. But now you're you're up close to fifteen thousand uh, members. So looking back at uh, you know from the time you you introduced squash stories to where you are now, uh, what what do you think and how uh, how sort of I guess maybe 
proud are you uh, of what you've done uh, with Squash Tories uh, community? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't quite proud of it, of it but it, it's all kind of happened by by chance, really. I've n I never in a million years thought that it would get as big as, big as, it, as it has. And it just started off, as I said to you, in the, the first time we, we did one of these, it was just... Um, it was just my opportunity to tell a few funny stories from the time I, you know, my time in squash and it's kind of grown and grown, but, um, you know, I'm completely taken aback by the amount of, of, you know, legendary players, etc., mm. that have, that have joined. And it seems to be the go-to place now to talk about squash and what's happening yeah. in, in the, in the com squash community. So it's, it's, you know, I'm I'm proud of it, of course, but it's it's everybody's forum, you know, and I I just try and moderate it the best I can, and I don't always get it right, but I try I try and and I try and call it call it the way I call it, and and um, it seems to be a decent formula. Like I said, I don't I don't always get it right, but I think I think it's you know I think it works on the whole. Yeah, 100%. I mean, when you've got, you've got, like you mentioned, you've got legends of the game. I mean, you, you've got uh, Tristan Nancaro uh, on there. You've got uh, Anthony Hill, uh, 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 Zaman is uh, commenting every now and then. PJ, and you know, Joey uh, uh, are it's, on it's there. Inc it, it is incredible. And I think that, um, you know, a squash forum like Squash Stories, I don't think a top, an ex-top player would have been int interested in doing it because... He, you know, he's been there and seen it, done it. It needs to be somebody who, he's st I'm still starstruck. You know, I'm still, you know, in, in awe of the, the people that are on it and the people that join. So, therefore, I've got the enthusiasm to do it. But also, it needs somebody who's played at a good standard, which I, which I have. And, and I think that, you know, that combination is, 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 what, is the reason it works. But yeah. when, when Kamal Zaman joined this year, that was just a seminal moment for squash stories because, you know, he, he was, it was kind of surreal for me, Jerry, because he was, as you know, he was him and Mohammed from the past. I would say Kamar Zaman was obviously my, my all time hero and in the current yeah. era, then Mohammed. And um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal the way it's panned out really long may it continue, even though, on, I do have moments where my finger hovers above the delete group button. <laughs> maybe, I should, maybe I shouldn't mention that. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you got, you've got to have thick skin, obviously, to, uh, you know, mm. to, man, to manage all, all the commentary. And, you, and you've, you know, you've got your, your favorites and, and people give you, the, you know, rib you a little bit for that, but. Uh, <laughs> are you not talking about Essen, are you, Jerry? By any chance? No, not at all, no. <laughs> I mean, the whole Essen story is just, as far as I'm concerned, you know, is phenomenal. Well, it's incredible, yeah. It, it is, because I mean, you know, we, 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 we're all too quick to celebrate the best players and the ones who win the most and the ones who achieve well, the his most. Story the is unbelievable. His story is it, incredible. I mean, it, it, they, it is. yeah. Look, at, look at what he's done, uh, what, what he's doing and how he's developing his game and how, uh, and uh, well, you know, sort of how humble his... he is as well, uh, you know. Jerry, you, you, absolutely, you're saying all the things I was going to say. I mean, you know, it's about time we celebrated somebody who was dedicated instead of just, just somebody who, who's, who's won, you know, hundreds of trophies. There's, 
squash, the whole squash scene is made up of all different level players. And Essen has, has, has basically, he's the champion of the, of the kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's the champion of the, of the players that are never going to be world champion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, his videos, his videos of uh, his outdoor squash training are out of this world. Have you, stu- have you studied them? I have. I, uh, the yeah. first one is, I mean, it's a work of art. In, in years to come, Jerry, when squash is the biggest sport on the planet, when we're all wearing silver suits and driving around in hover vehicles, um, Essen will be a god in the squash world. Trust me. Yeah, one hundred percent. Me and me and you, Jerry, will be partly responsible for that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man. His uh, his episode on on the podcast was is one of the most popular that I've had. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, it, it's like fourth or fifth in the, uh, yeah. the hit list. I think. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, he's a worldwide phenomenon. He's he's. Um, <laughs> Highly entertaining, very funny, and uh, you know he loves his squash. That's the, the most important thing, and that really he, came out in the in the uh, in the conversation we had. It did, and and you know what? Even some of the people that really slated him early on were were sort of edging towards sort of half positive comments, and it, it made my day um, that there were there were a few people who who you know started to change their opinion because. I mean, you've got to remember, Jerry, initially, a lot of people thought it was me. They thought Eshin <laughs> was me. And they thought, yeah. I, I even had one guy saying that it was, it was I, I'd made him up to discredit Pakistan squash because I was some kind of... You're so like Borat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and, and Sasha he, Baron he, Cohen. He, he, yeah. he genuinely thought that that was the case. And he's a, he's a nice guy and I, you know, and I, I put him right and everything, but... I mean, you know, it was it was the most bizarre conspiracy theory I think I've I've ever heard. But um, yeah, they thought Essen was me um, initially, but <laughs> yeah, Essen is definitely not me. I'm, I'd be some well, kind uh, of yeah. ge- uh, deranged genius to have come up with that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, where do you get? The, you have a wig and uh, makeup and. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, exactly. You, you, a, a where do you, where do you, with, you have you have a bunch of friends who you just call on to to make these videos <laughs> Pakistan, in Pakistan or pa- Jerry? It'd be, <laughs> it'd be the biggest hoax the world had ever seen, wouldn't it? <laughs> it'd be great. Yeah, we'd make yeah, a. Yeah. I, w- I was happy to play along with it for a while, but then I felt I had to put the record straight. But uh, he's definitely uh, enamored with uh, with the squash uh, stories community as well. He he loves. I mean, despite all of the uh, maybe a few negative comments towards him, he never sort of takes it personally. No, he doesn't. He's a a gentle, kind, enthusiastic, dedicated guy. Extremely uh, funny as well. I I really... Oh, he's he's, he's I love when he said legend. I mean, he is a legend, but uh, it's still a bit early days for that. Legend Joel Macon. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, <laughs> his, 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 ideal com, his ideal combination of what he's working towards it's is a man and making <laughs> Joel making a Kamal Saban, which I mean, can you can you think of a better combo? I, oh, I don't man, think no. I can. Not at all. I mean, you got the the flare, the shot making flair and and uh, ferocity of uh, Zaman, along with the <laughs> the same ferocity, but just total workmanlike, uh, you know. Up, you know, um, basic 
great squash game of uh, Joel Macon. Exactly, and and if you you know if you take both their nicknames of the Golden Tiger and the and the, and Merlin the Wizard, and yeah. you combine them, you've got a, quite a nice <laughs> image of a of a tiger wizard type figure. Yeah, can you imagine it, Jerry? I can't. Well, we can see it uh, on display every <laughs> every time he posts one of his matches. Yeah, because I mean he has improved. Uh, I've noticed quite a bit of improvement in it over the last yeah. year or so. Well, I definitely think so. And the last couple of videos that I've seen where he's been volleying, you know, the, the figure of eight volleying exercise is, is a great exercise. Obviously, you never play that shot in a game, but the, the sort of bending of the knees and the, the small adjustments and the quick racket preparation and the timing, fantastic yeah. practice. And he's managing to, 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 to pull it off. So I, I'm, and he's fit. He's a fit guy as well. He is, yeah. I it's all, the, it's all the ghosting he's doing uh, in his backyard. <laughs> Well, I don't think it'd be possible not to be fit if you were doing it. And he never lies, you know, Jeff. No. He never lies. He never exaggerates and he never lies. If he well, says he's done a thousand forehands, he's, he's done them. Well, he said, uh, I think just before he had, he had been injured for a month or so before he'd just gotten back on court when I was interviewing or speaking to him. And uh, he said that the injury was due to having played or trained for three hours straight. Uh, <laughs> He hurt his hand or, you know, he couldn't grip the racket anymore. And then, uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's dedication, Jerry, yeah. isn't it, really? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you hear, you know, Tiger Woods, I think he, you know, when he was practicing golf, he, his hands were bloodied from, from having practiced for so long, right? Yeah, but uh, I mean, Tiger Woods, he's chasing million-pound paydays in, in finals of, of competitions. Ishan or Essen is is you know he's got the same dedication for just the love of the game. I for mean, the love of the game. How exactly. can anybody not the guy? Tell me. No, exactly. Yeah, it's incredible, really. Incredible. What, you know what he's done, and he's you know this year is like I said when he, when I gave him the member of the year award, the prestigious member of the year award on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Yeah. You know, I wrote a post and I meant every word of what I said. You know. He, he's, he's this year, you know, I mean, even somebody, somebody has even sponsored him, you know, with an Ali Farag Dunlop racket, which is, which is, um, no, exactly. Yeah. He, he did receive a sponsorship. We, we talked he, about that from, he, he did some, I'm not Jard, sure. Jard Ballet QSS Sports in Holland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, typically he's gone completely over the top with it. And even Jard's now starting to regret, starting to regret it. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's just, I mean, it's fantastic. And the thing about Ishan is he oversteps the mark now and again. But when, when I speak to him, he immediately, you know, re, retracts. You yeah. know, if he's gone a bit over the top, he immediately falls into line. He's, he just, well, he, he definitely has a lot of respect uh, for you. And I think, he, you know, if, you know, if you were a little closer to home for him, he, you'd be, you know, someone he, he'd go to for coaching or, you know, I'd regular, you know, right. Jerry, I'd, I'd absolutely love to coach Essen. I really, really would because I know that I'm sure he's had good coaches along the line, but I don't know. In my experience, coaches, most coaches like to do the easy things. The thing they, they tend to do the things that the, the pupil can do well already. So that it looks like they've had a successful session and really tackling the, 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 the weak areas is the hardest thing. And, you know, backhand return of service can cost you games, yeah. you know, full stop. And 
you know, it's, it's not an easy skill to learn. And, and I, I really do think it's something that I struggle with right up to first division level. And I really think I could help him. But, you know, if we Well, you know, if you, if you were given that opportunity, whatever you decide to do, he'd do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, 100%. I'm, I'm serious. We, we could crowdfund a, 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 a situation where Essen could come over here and we could do, you know, a couple of weeks training and workshop coaching and, and then let him play some of the people that have hammered him in the past and, yeah. and, uh, and see how he gets on. I'd, I'd love to. It'd be box office, Jerry. It'd be it would Spotify be. TV would be onto it. Jerry, you know, Joey would be in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. He, um, uh, is his rank, I think his ranking moved up a couple notches too. Uh, yeah, up to 74? Up 74 to 71, Jerry. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, which to us might not seem much, but to, to Essen, you know, that's, that's good. And, and someone, someone challenged him about it on, on Squash Stories and said, you know, they're always trying to check in, checking it out like it's major important trying to belittle him. And uh, which, I, you know, he's, he's not on, in my opinion, but it's genuine. He's not lying. He's not a liar. No. Well, he, he did post the actual rankings one time, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. He? And he, yeah. he said, Jerry, he said very openly, you know, I, t I, I turn up for these tournaments and you get a certain yeah. amount of ranking points just for, just for turning up. If you get beat 3-0, you're still going to get more ranking points than someone who'd not. Yeah, that, not that, that's what he tournament. said. He said his advice to players or something was... Uh, Never, you know, always show up to all the tournaments because you never, you never know when you're going to get your chance. Absolutely. <laughs> was, well, the, you know, I got through. He was the, the four. Round. What was he? What did he say? He was like the thirtieth person on the waiting list, and he got in. <laughs> and then that's how he got his rank. Yeah, just like immediately when he was asked, he immediately just admitted it completely. Yeah. I mean, you can't, how can you not that? It's just fantastic. He's only stating the facts. If he yeah. says he's 71, he is. It's, just, it's as simple as yeah. that. I mean, I, got, I, I remember getting through the qualifying rounds in the British Open, and it was, it was kind of by default. I won one game, and then I, got, I was due to play David Campion, and he pulled out with an injury. And I found myself on the show court at Lambs. You know, in, in with all the press and a full and a full crowd playing the Malaysian number one. I mean, you know, from a club player to be in that situation was, you know, for me was just unreal. And and it was, you know, and I stepped up to the mark, Jerry, and did quite well. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you got your opportunity and you took advantage of it. Well, I did. I yeah. did. I did. It was uh, it was phenomenal. But yeah. So. Well, just move, moving on from uh, SN, I just wanted to ask. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you actually about uh, the pro tour a little bit, and and uh, we all know uh, your love for the Sherbaggies, especially. Uh, I love uh, those brothers, Mohammed. Just uh, to give, I know you may have done this on the first the first time we spoke, but uh, yeah. where does this uh, love for the Sherbaggies? Uh, where does it uh, stem from? Right. Okay. Well. I mean, obviously, we all love watching Mohammed and Marwan as well. Uh, they're great players, so it goes well, well, without saying. <laughs> obviously, right. So I kind of I didn't lose interest in squash, but before squash TV or before I realized squash TV was available, I kind of I wasn't following the top, the top of the game like I was when I started playing. So I, I didn't really know what, what was going on. And then when squash TV uh, became, a, or, or, or should I say, I realized it was available and I started watching it. I, I noticed immediately, I'm not, I don't want to cause any trouble by saying this, but I did notice, or I might be wrong, of course, 
but I did notice a, a, a bit of a bias towards towards particularly Mohammed, whoever he was playing, he seemed to come off second in in, in all the decisions, and I I just I don't know I, I, I started to kind of you know I'm patriotic to a certain degree, but I I just didn't like what I was seeing, so it was born from that, and I and I saw I saw him doing nothing wrong. You know, nothing yeah. that the other players were doing and getting hammered for it. And then obviously with squash stories, I saw lots of people on the forum, you know, really demonising him and saying he was doing this and doing that. And I could yeah. see no difference. And, and that's where it was born from originally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, uh, for a lot of the, I hate to say, I mean, for a lot of the Egyptian guys, they tend to be, they express their emotions differently. You know, they're every culture, every, yeah. they, they're a little, they get, maybe they're a bit more short tempered. In, in their way of approaching the referees and stuff. And that may turn some people off, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if you're a player at the top level and you, you get, you know, you're not getting, you're not, you don't feel as though you're getting a, a fair, a fair, a, you know, a fair whack of the decisions, then <clears throat> of course you're going to be a little bit sharp in your responses. And of course you're going to be a little bit like that. And I think that's what happened. Not everyone's like James Wilstrup. Absolutely. I mean, James, is, James, James is, 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 is a kind of phenomenon, really. James is out on his own. He's, he's, he's in his zone. He's, he doesn't argue. He just gets on with it. But he's kind of not really the norm. He's not the norm. And I think no. Mohammed no. particularly is super passionate about his game. And if he feels, if, if he feels as though he's being wronged, but he yeah, I so. mean, but he never really says much either. He, uh, only when well, it, not now. When it well, seemed, I mean, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable, and people obviously, when I say it, you know, they think I'm just I'm just being pro Mohammed with rose tinted Mohammed glasses. But in actual fact, he's he's not only the fairest player on the tour at the moment, but he's he's actually he's the player who tries to play every shot under all circumstances. Unbelievable, he's he's incredible the way the way he is because in in actual fact, Jerry, if you're a good player and you play a good shot, you actually want you actually want your opponent to try and get through to get the ball. Why yeah, yeah. why 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 should you give the referee any chance to give a let? You want to get out of the way because you've played a good shot. You want your opponent to go and try and get it. And that's Mohammed all over. No, for now. sure. I mean he's a big he's a big guy too. I mean you see I just yeah. watched James play and he's as clean as they come, but uh, he doesn't it's not his fault, but he has trouble clearing. And there's Absolutely, a lot, of, a yeah. lot of interference in his matches. Uh, yeah, not yeah. nearly. I mean, Mohammed's <laughs> clearing the ball well all the time. And uh, Mohammed, if you watch Mohammed now, he's he's doing. He's a brilliant example to all juniors. I, I recommend that they watch how he plays and how he conducts himself. And I mean, there was the recent controversy, obviously in the final of the TOC. But apart from that, unbelievable player for people to base their game on in every in every way really yeah now did uh i know you put i remember i think it was two birthdays ago you might you uh your wife <laughs> may have recorded your your song the the, the mohammed el shorbagi uh float like a butterfly sting like a bee uh did, yeah. did he uh, did he uh catch wind of this yeah he, he did i spoke to mohammed about <laughs> it and <laughs> yeah. mohammed has got an incredibly good sense of humor and he absolutely loved it, and um, yeah, he does know about that song. Okay, yeah, it, it was a great, it was very good. By the way, yeah. Fallos, Fallos uh, came back there for a second. All oh, right, we're going back to the match. Hang on a sec. It was two, it's yeah, yeah, two one now, but one, uh, two and eight six, right? Okay, yeah, yeah he's, but oh, he's hit a bunch a of tins now. 
No, he's just, oh, no. Damn, he hit a 10. Yeah. I nearly swore then, Jerry. You can sorry. swear. That's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so the, P- I mean, the PSA tour, obviously, Mohammed's back at, at number one uh, right now. And, and it really looks like, uh, I mean, I, I see him finishing the year at number one, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, to be honest with you, through no fault of Ali Farag, obviously, you know, what happened was terrible and everything, and it's yeah. it's cost it cost him a couple of tournaments, and and uh, you know, and that's and that's kind of fast tracked Mohammed's, um, you know, route back to the number one spot. But like I said on squash stories, I said it many many times, he was always going to get back to number one by hook or by crook, and. You know, it's yeah. a bumpy ride. All sorts of things can happen. Players can get injured. There can be things, you know, that happens with the families and all that. But I, I was 100% convinced. And when and Mohammed promised me that he would get back to number one, Jerry, he did. And he was true to his word and to the rest of his fans. And he did, and he's done it quicker than we thought. But I do, I do think he would have been there anyway. And I think he'll dominate this year. I really I think, uh, I think the difference between him at his best and maybe Ali or the other guys at their best is uh, he just has that extra bit of intensity. He has, he has the shots, but he's got this fire, this fire that the other guys, uh, even though they do have it, he has it at, uh, to another level. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the thing. I mean, he's so good in, he's, he's not really got any weaknesses, Mohammed. He's, he's, I still believe he's the fittest and quickest player on the tour. Everyone, talks about Rodriguez being quick whatnot but I think I think Mohammed is and even when he's he's you know sometimes he, he can play pretty loose um he still manages to 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 you know to get the results but you know that's the whole point of him working with Rodney Martin like he said in his interview um you know he, he knows he's getting older and he knows he, he can't he can't afford too many games early on in tournaments where he's, he's loose and he's having to do massive amounts of physical uh, work to pull through. He needs to be accurate. And I noticed in the TLC, he was a lot more, he, was a, he, was a, he wasn't as loose on his backhand. And I'm sure Roddy Martin is, has picked up on that. And, um, and that's something that they've been working on. And I, I can only see him getting stronger, to be honest, Jerry. I know it's I know he's already the world number one and he's already a legend, etc. But I can actually see him getting better because through all through, you know, a, lot, a good portion of his of his domination, he was loose, really loose on his backhand and he still managed to do what he did. So tighten that up and, you know, yeah. anything's possible. Well, there's some young guys coming up, but uh, I mean, of the current guys in the top five, I, I mean, I, I don't see really see any who who could overtake him unless unless something you know unless something happens but uh, a guy like uh, Diego Elias for example is someone I thought could potentially but he just seemed he seems to be uh, when the going gets tough sometimes he just kind of I don't know what happens to him he, he gets a bit yeah. down he gets a bit down on himself uh, he does he does he does and you know it's frustrating watching him sometimes yeah. um, but he's definitely got it all technically yeah. but you know the mental side and being consistent and being tough through those real hard games when you're getting when things are going against you you know the jury's still out of whether he he can he, you know he can um come through that and, yeah. and be the player that people have talked him up to be and yeah. i'm the jury's still out like i say 
He's got. I hate to say. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, I'm a big. I'm Jonathan Powers' biggest fan. I've always been a (laughs) hero of mine. uh, Arguably, you know, he's one of the greats of the game. But uh, that was always the knock against him as well. Uh, When the going in, in in sort of matches against Peter and David, he he, you know, sometimes you'd see him just sort of not give up, but you could see it in his eyes, and and you get the same kind of thing with with Diego I don't know if you you feel that way or notice that well <clears throat> I don't know the, the when the JP uh, David Palmer Peter Nickel era it kind of passed me by it wasn't there was no squash TV so I don't know it was on sky okay. now and again etc you had to be really looking for it to, to sort of see the tournaments right. and I was to be honest with you Jerry I was at the Hacienda have you heard of the Hacienda in Manchester no no Okay, well, it was a nightclub, and um, okay. so we, we, we were there most of the time. Okay, so yeah. yeah. My, 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 you know, the, the squash interest. You, you missed the power bit. nickel uh, rivalry, yeah, then, which was, a, which was amazing, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One of the most amazing periods in squash I yeah. actually missed, but... No, I mean, I kind of look back on it now, and Power would have been one of my favourite players. But David Palmer, as uh, you know, from the from the clips I've seen, has been the player that I would have probably, you know, favoured in those in those. Um, well, he plays a lot like uh, like Mohammed, uh, in a way. You know, he's got yeah, that same yeah, yeah. sort of intensity, the same, uh, you know, no, you know, no funny business. He's out there to to win every time. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, and, and the the power theatrics with combined with David Palmer's kind of steely physical presence were just absolute box office to oh, watch. Yeah. I mean, when I watched the clips, you know, the one <laughs> where, where, uh, where Palmer pushes him through the wall. Yeah, was... <laughs> yeah. Well, that was just one. I mean, he was on the floor sort of every other rally. It was just, I mean, it yeah. was, it was good. It was oh, for good, sure. good to see. We need to see a player doing, doing what powers did. I think, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I mean, you've got uh, you've got a guy, uh, one guy actually, who I, just, I guess he just doesn't have the fitness, or uh, maybe doesn't have the, the mental fortitude. Is it Me, is it Mezan Hisham? Is that? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He's phenomenal with, with I and mean, his racket skills are. The, yeah. The things he can do with the ball, and he seems to be making inroads. He seems to be uh, giving the the top guys, you know, really yeah. really tough games now. Uh, and he's also Falcon. working with uh, with Gary Nesbitt, working on his fitness and, and uh, his uh, off court stuff. But uh, he's a guy that that could potentially uh, break through if if he can find. Yeah. I think he just needs a couple of big wins to give him the the uh, the confidence. I think, I think squash it's one of those unique sports where, unfortunately, you know the the shot players and the players who 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 have got all the skill, the, very rarely can combine it with the sort of attritional um, safe play that the champions possess. And, and, and you know, I, I hope that's not the case, but I, I see Hesham as one of those who will always, he'll always pull off the odd shot win. But yeah. can he consistently go through and beat the top players and, 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 and win tournaments? And, you know, I hope he can. But Abdul Gawad, I guess, it. is one guy who I get would fall into that mold. He, I mean, Who's he's that, got. Jerry, sorry. Kareem uh, Abdul Gawad. Uh, he. Oh, Gawad. I mean, he's he he's got he's got a bit. He's got the most flair, I guess, amongst the guys in the top five. I, I would say he. Yeah, he's he's a funny one, Gawad, because I love Isn't watching it? him play. He's so <laughs> relaxed, but he's he's kind of like he's got all the flair, but without the emotion. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. he'll he'll play the most unbelievable rally and pull out an incredible winner, and then you you see, <laughs> there's no fist pump or anything. It's no. just like kind of like. But he yeah, okay. he can get he can get a bit testy at times too. He gets a he can blow up uh, every now and then. Yeah, he does. He, he <laughs> well, yeah. It's a very tame <laughs> blow up though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's not like Jonathan Power. His, a Gawab blow up involves him raising his voice slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think my fa- my favorite JP. I think I've said this uh, several times on, on my podcast is. Uh, it was in 1996 or seven, and he was playing Simon Park in the semifinal of the Hong Kong Open. And it was legit. He had, like, legit reason to, to be angry. First ball, uh, he hit a perfect winner. Park was behind – no, no, Park hit a, hit a loose front left drop, and Power was right behind him. No stroke. It was a let. So he gets pissed off at the referee. Same thing. Same thing happens again uh, on the other side. Again, no, uh, just the let, and then Power hits a in the next rally. Hits a perfect like front court right, perfect straight drop shot right along the the sidewall. And Simon Parks just sort of trying to. He just asks for a let, just for for shits and giggles. He gets the let, and Power just fucking he goes crazy. Open, <laughs> throws the door open. Goes no. You can't he's like screaming at the referee, right? Like yeah. no one can believe like everyone's in shock at just yeah. how but it, it wasn't it wasn't uh play acting at all. It was like no. this guy was like very, very, very upset. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was amazing. And and the referees were like in shock as well. Was, they didn't know what to do. <laughs> no, I mean power took power took it to another level. Yeah, he, he really did, uh, you know. And um but he was amazing. like that. He was like that as a junior. Like I, I, I mean, I played him in juniors. He played in, in my age group when he was five years younger, uh, right? Uh, and he was like that as a junior. He he would do that Did you all play the time. Him, Jerry? Did yeah, you I play, play? I played him twice uh, in juniors. Really? Yeah, I took him to. <laughs> he was like five years younger than me and under nineteen, and uh, took him to five one time. Doesn't matter, Jerry. You were <laughs> a five setter with JP. Yeah, Simple that's right. That. The stats yeah. don't lie. Yeah, it was half my size. (laughs) (laughs) JP would would have been my favorite player if I'd have been following squash at that time, without a doubt. You know, because, but when I watch the videos back, I'm cringing at some of the the stuff he did. But, you know, it's funny because what what you said then is exactly right, that at the time it was more than serious. It was full on, but... He's obviously a really nice guy, and he can oh, look back now. And you, you see on the Legends tour, you know they're all friends, and he's got a great sense of humor. And he must look back and think to himself sometimes in the dark moments, in the early hours, when he wakes up, he must think, "Shit, I made myself look a bit of an idiot." There. Yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he might be uh, like that for sure. But uh, yeah, he he was definitely you know there was no play acting towards the end of it. I think he he put it on a little bit towards the mm. end of his career but uh back uh, back in the day when he and nickel were were going at it back in the rivalry days they, they were they yeah were full on they were yeah full on. absolutely yeah but Definitely uh well Jan- uh jamie is there uh what's what's in what's uh up next uh, on squash stories these days is there, is there anything um you have in in, in the works any any Plans, I don't, any, I tell you, I just let, just let. Really it's more, something. more sort of organic, isn't it? 
it it, it certainly is. It's yeah. not something that I ever plan. I just kind of, um, you know, when I wake up in the morning, you know, a certain player will be in my mind and I'll dig some information out and then that becomes the theme for the day. And that combined with obviously the, what's going on uh, tournament-wise in the, in the present uh, scene, but it just it just depends what what any member throws up, you know. We 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 take on board and we we discuss, and that's all it is. It's not, you know, it's not something. I'm not trying to tech squash forward or become become some kind of, you know, hero of squash and or anything like that. It's just um, it's just it's just it's just what it is. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah, and that's why we like it, and we can go on there and not have to work, you know, not worry. Thank about you, Jerry. Hurting well, yeah, each is. other's feelings, you know. We we, well, you know we take what, everything right? with a grain of salt, maybe, and uh, have have I'm, a good have good fun with it. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I set the tone based on my on my own personality, of course, which might be bizarrely wrong. I don't know, but that's what it is. And ultimately, you know, um, I try I try and run it the way I think is 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 okay for everybody. And um, you know, we'll just have to see what happens, really. But it's well, it the proof. Seems to be the, seems well, to be the proof is in the pudding, mate. Uh, you've done a fantastic job, and uh, I think every—I mean—you've got fourteen thousand uh, uh, members, close to fifteen thousand members now, and it's just going to grow. And uh, you're getting yeah. called out on um, squash TV all the time. I, I always hear so and so on squash stories said this. And, uh, Joey's fantastic. You know, he's—he definitely. You know, he's—he's. He's, um, He's definitely a, a, somebody that I, I respect a lot, and um, he he actually it's funny you should bring Joey up because Joey is the is the whole reason why I'm interested in squash now, and and you know well, what why why is that? Uh, what, give, well, what happened when there? I, well, when I first started watching squash TV, the first, I didn't really know who the players were anymore. You know, I was enjoying the game to a certain degree. But I, I couldn't believe, I didn't even know it was, it was Joey Barrington at first. I just heard these two guys and it was PJ and Joey. So and did, you thought, know, did you know Joey or did you know Joey? No, I, I didn't know him personally. He played at a few tournaments up in my area, but yeah. I knew he was Jonah's son. But I didn't know this was the guy who was commentating. I just heard these two guys and it was PJ and Joey. And they just had this chemistry that was just absolutely infectious. And I just thought this is the best thing that has ever happened to squash, ever. And, you know, and, and it, it hooked me right from the beginning. You know, Joey was going off, he was going off, off, off a tangent and talking about all sorts <laughs> of funny things. And it just, yeah. you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it was my cup of tea. And, you know, it's yeah, just he, escalated from there. And I just think that they, they, well, are, they do, they yeah. Are, you know, sorry, Joey, go on. No, like you, like you're saying, they, he, they can go off on their tangents and stuff, but there's no, uh, no debating. They know what they're talking about. When, when it comes no. to squash, I mean, uh, they, they know the, the game, they know what's going on on court, the rules, uh, the players. Uh, and so they're, they're, and they're funny and they're, uh, it's just a, a great combination. The Joey whole and package. PJ, like you said. Yeah, they're the whole package, and I don't think we realize how, how good they are, to be honest. We're and they've really, got, really uh, they've got Ashling uh, Blake as well. <laughs> Ashling, yeah, yeah, I mean, She's I'll, great. I'll be honest She's with great. You, Jerry, when I first heard her, you know that Irish accent. I'm not that keen, but then when I when I saw her, she's 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 a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. an absolute beauty, but she really knows her stuff as well. As she she's, does, yeah, she's, definitely knows her stuff. Did you uh, did you listen to her on my podcast? Did I did. I did. Yeah. I listened to it all. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, she, she was, was great. And uh, she, was great. she knows her squash for sure. She definitely does, Jerry. And you know, you interview people and you, 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 you're sort of selfless in the way you put it out and you're not getting anything back for it. But I have to say that, you know, your, your podcasts are fantastic, you know, and a lot of people won't put half an hour aside to listen, but they should do because some of the stuff you've had on has just been, you know, absolutely priceless. So you're doing a, a fantastic service to, to the whole squash community. I have to say that. Jerry. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. It's, no, it's been, true. it's been a lot of fun. And I think like you, uh, you know, I just enjoy it for, for the love of the game and it's a, selfish thing because yeah. i love i love squash myself so it's really you know it's a it's a um yeah yeah i just love doing what i love love to do is play squash and this is part of it so how, how did you start doing the podcast yeah i um well originally the plan was to do something because i'm in education so i was going to do a podcast on teachers who are working abroad like i do and uh, i was just going to interview going to do something along those lines and then I, that kind of fell by the wayside and I thought there's no there, there are no squash podcasts out there because I listen to squash I listen to podcasts all the time and uh, that's how it came to fruition there were no squash podcasts so I thought why not give it a go and I know a few people so Neil Harvey I had a contact yeah, yeah. there he was my first guest and, Neil's, uh, Neil's been on Squash Stories quite a lot. I really appreciate him. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you're always posting uh, <laughs> those great uh, old, you know, the old pick. He's done, I mean, he was a legend, you know, back uh, not only well, as a coach, but as a player. I mean, he. The, the, I, I'll still say this, and, you know, this is true to this day that the, the greatest atmosphere I've ever experienced was when he beat Ross Norman in the, I think it was the World Championships in Birmingham in around 87. Yeah, Jerry, it was just like it was like you know when you see a football team win the FA Cup. Yeah, it was it was on a level like that. It was everybody was just up on their feet, and there was people crying. It was unbelievable what what he did to to beat Ross was yeah. was incredible. You know, so yeah, a friend of mine, uh, well, back in Halifax where I'm from, he does uh, he trains a bit with uh, well. Neil's been coaching him quite a bit for the last few years. And he was just saying when they do feeding sessions, it's unbelievable. The guy, you know, yeah. the guy's perfect with, with his feet. I mean, he can hit any shot. He, yeah. It's yeah. Just amazing with his, uh, you know, with his technique and his, uh, his ability to feed balls wherever, wherever he, he wants to put the ball. Absolutely. I mean, you have to remember that, that Neil Harvey was, was competing with, what, what I still to this day think was the strongest ever era of squash yeah. where, where you had the two cars, you had Dick Maher and Rodney, Rodney Martin, yeah. Chris Robertson, you know, and he was having to compete with those guys and, you know, absolute legend, Neil Harvey in, in, you know, certainly in England. What a guy. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, those pictures of him uh, winning uh, or playing those matches and league match, all those pictures are, are fantastic. Where do you get them from? Um, well, a guy <laughs> called Chris Hayden contacted me and said, I've got a stack of magazines that you can have. And I thought it's going to be like 10, 10 or 15 magazines, but it was like a hundred. Okay. <laughs> so it, was like, it was a back catalog of magazines, but I get, I've got an awful lot of material myself. I've got a lot of books and people now, the families of a lot of the top players from the past actually send me personal pictures from the family albums that, some of them have never even been seen by the public. So right. as Squash Stories has grown, 
you know, and, 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 and you know, and it's become uh, more credible and more, and more, you know, more the thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, people are, are really happy to send, to send these kind of pictures in, which is just makes my day when I, when I get an email in the morning and I've, I've got these pictures to post. So anyone who's listening to this and anyone who may have some pictures of some old, uh, classic squash stories from back in the day they can contact you eh hello hello Hello. Jerry, can you hear me? I got you, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, uh, anyone who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just saying, anyone who's listening, and if they have any uh, old photos from back in the day of, uh, you know, some old squash uh, moments, they can can, uh, send them along to you. Certainly. Send send them in with, um, you know, any information any text that, that, that might be appropriate and, um, and I can get them up, I can get them up there. You know, let's remember the, the legends of the past as well as the, the it's not, and, and not necessarily uh, squash players, just squash images. I mean, the image, some of the images well, that, that you not, post. Jerry, on not just, Jerry, not just <laughs> images, just anyone can send me any image and I'll post it. It's as simple as that. You know, <laughs> yeah. It could be, it could be, uh, you know, a holiday to Blackpool in the seventies. Who people who don't even play squash? Just you have. Uh, <laughs> you, you remember um, Danielle Drady? I do yeah. remember Danielle Drady. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, she lives here, or used to. Uh, I think she's still around here in Dubai. But her her husband um, was into marketing, I think, at the time. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you remember the cellophane where he wrapped her up in cellophane. I do, I do remember that, Jerry. Yeah, you don't have that. You don't have that picture, I, do you? Well, you know, it's one of them things. I, I, I do. I've seen the picture. I've got the picture, and I could post it, but it's going to stir up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think there was a bit of an acrimonious split between her and Rod Martin. Oh, that's Rod right. Martin, yeah, yeah. Rod, yeah, Rod yeah, Martin yeah. is one of my all-time heroes, and I don't really want to. No, that's start, right. Yeah, yeah. Start promoting conversations around that situation, really. No, so no, no, um, no, no. That's you right. Know, so yeah, that, that's yeah, that wasn't good. I, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, what I'm getting at, I guess, is any, and you know, it's not just uh, squash action photos or, or ceremony, uh, ceremonial uh, pictures. It could be anything. Yeah, anything. I, I love a picture of a squash player on the phone with a jumper on. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't, no. have, it doesn't have to be some kind of dynamic. Just to convert any any kind of conversation piece. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, anything. Just send it in. All right. Well, ja- uh, Jamie, I really appreciate having you back on again, and uh, enjoy the rest of the, the uh, British Nationals, and good luck with your league matches. I hope uh, you know the knee holds up, and I hope that we uh, get to play. Uh, in the next yeah. Masters event. I'm looking forward to that. I'd, I'd love that, Jerry. If you're ever over here or you fancy playing it, you know, let me know and um, we'll make you a guest of honour. Appreciate it, my friend. Take care. Thank you, Jerry. Well, you can't go wrong with that, Jamie Maddox. Thanks so much. Episode 123 is in the books. And I just want to thank all of you who've been listening again. As I always say, please 
uh, like this podcast if you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, whatever uh, podcast app you listen to your uh, podcasts on. Please uh, give it a review, a like, and uh, please contact me as well anytime uh, on social media and let me know what you think. If you have any um, suggestions for future, future guests or uh, topics, uh, I'm all ears. So uh, thanks again to everyone and also... Uh, Enjoy your squash. I've got a big week ahead of me. Looking forward to my matches. Looking forward to playing. Uh, did a bit of uh, training myself yesterday. Uh, also, uh, just finished up uh, speaking with Camille Serm uh, yesterday, and that podcast will drop in a few days as well. So uh, lots to look forward to in terms of squash and the In Squash podcast. Enjoy your day. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, talk to you soon. Episode 124 will drop later this week. Goodbye now.